Hello and welcome back to Growing Through Dance, the podcast that explores how dance interacts with life. I want to thank you all for listening and to say how much I've enjoyed the interaction and feedback the series is generating. Everyone's dance story is unique. Everyone's benefits are utilised in many different ways. Everyone benefits from dance in some way. If you are a dancer from a young age, you benefit from the fun, the exercise, the training of the mind, the coordination of the body and thoughts, the teamwork and the time management skills. Even if you are a late starter, there is still a wealth of learning and experience that seeps into you by osmosis. Today's guest, Rosie Martin, a.k.a. Rosemary the Vegan Nutritionist, is a clear example of the positive use of dance in her life and others. So today I have Rosie Martin with me. Rosie was one of my founder students from CCDA and danced with me for 12, 13 years, I think. Yes, yeah, she's nodding at me. Hello, Rosie. Very nice to see you today. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for inviting me on. My pleasure. Rosie enjoyed quite a a long dance life as a youngster, but also I think we're going to hear from her how dance interacted with her life. So Rosie, first of all, can you have a think back and tell us about some of your memories of dance and particularly your experiences during the the dance lessons, maybe things that you did, the performances you did, something like that. Or even have a think about you and your first dance lesson, if there happens to be a memory there. Yeah, sure. So I can't actually remember my very first dance lesson. Um, It happened when I was about three years old. Um, So I was taken along by my mum and I I think that was because my sister did it and it was a, a nice thing that, that my mum thought we should should get involved in. So I, I can remember some of the lessons that I had when I was when I was very, very young. Um, and I remember, I think when my sister was on the, the this podcast, she mentioned that she absolutely took to it and loved it. And I think for me, I kind of was just taken along. It was kind of just what we did. Um, and it was just the Saturday morning routine that I would go along to. So I don't have those memories of absolutely loving it straight away. But I think later on so I did um, ballet on Saturday mornings for a very long time as a child and we did shows and we did exams for for a number of years and then it was I think when I was about be nine eight or nine maybe ten um, that I joined CCDA um, in the sort of founding um, group and that's when I started doing things like um, jazz and modern and tap so that was when I think my love for dance really uh, really started because um, I'd always done the ballet but that was kind of something that I'd just done because my mum had taken me but I think I really started to love it when I'd started doing all those different types of, of dance um, and I always really remember looking up to all of the older girls even when I was very very young I think that's something that you kind of aspire to and I think it's something you always look to them and think actually you know one day I'll be doing I'll be on point and I'll be doing all these you know these things that you can't do as a younger child so that's something that always really I, I remember those feelings of looking up to them and, and dancing at home pretending to be them <laughs> And, you know, dancing at home and pretending you're the main part and those sorts of things. So I think it was then that I really, yeah, got got a love for dance. I remember we used to do shows and exams when I was very young. And to be honest, I, I loved doing the shows. 
And every year the show was a huge highlight, I think, for everyone, particularly in the later years as well. I think the show is is one of the main memories I have, really, of working all together with everyone and being involved in something really big. But the exams, I think, were probably the scariest thing I ever did as a child. <laughs> I really, really found them absolutely terrifying as a child. I was really crippled with nerves at every exam that I ever did, I think, um, and I always hated doing them. But I feel like, you know, doing quite well and getting a medal out of out of it at the end was actually a really important lesson in life I think that you're not always going to do want to do the thing but if you look at the bigger picture and kind of the long-term goals it really taught me that to get to work hard and to get somewhere you know you put the effort in and and doing something that you're nervous of doing can bring you you know massive results yeah I so my 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 memories of dance really changed from when I was young to when Mm -hmm. I was older when I and when I joined CCDA and started getting more creative with the different dials that we did you said that basically you sort of almost got dragged along because of Penny. <laughs> um, did you sort of, do you ever remember sort of thinking, oh, I don't want to go? Or did you? Actually, yeah. yeah. So when I was young, yes. So I used to say to my mum, and Penny was absolutely right when she said this, when not so much when, when I joined CCDA, but when I was uh, doing just the ballet, I um, I used to say to my mum, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I'd rather be doing other things. <laughs> you know, I'd rather be out playing or, you know, doing different things. Um, my mum would always, say to me um oh you know you can finish after the next exams or you can finish after the next show and it was always the next one so I always kept going with it and I am so glad that she did that because if I'd have given up at an early age when when I wanted to and you know when I wanted to do other things I would have lost everything that I gained you know all the friendships all the great memories everything that I that I had later on in life with dancing um you know up to the age of 18 when I left for university um and those memories are so special to me um even now when I so before this this um before this chat I was thinking back to some of the some of the things that we did and and some of the memories that I had and I just yeah it's it's such an important has been such an important part of my life even if I don't talk about it much sort of these days so what sort of memories can you share with us yeah so there's a few that stick out I mean it was always fun doing doing dance I think you know it was just something that that was just a big part of life you know you had your school life and then you had your your your, you know social activities outside of that and then you had the dance world and that was just a completely different world with different people and um and it brought so much you know to my life and I think that some of the best memories I have probably when I think back some of the things that stick out are probably my first lesson with point shoes (laughs) so that was something that I always was I was looking forward to for so long getting up on point I think that was one of the defining kind of things that I just remember working towards and just loving (laughs) which might be surprising to you but that was something that was kind of a real stage where you were suddenly then one of the older girls and one of the girls that that you know the younger ones would look to so I really remember that first lesson on point and getting out my new point shoes which was just really exciting did Um, you find did you find that lived up to what you expected it did yeah I think so because then we were working towards you know doing dances on point and it's it was really I remember finding it really hard Mm. um because it I think when you first go on point, it's hard not to look clumsy when you're trying to get mm. <laughs> up onto up onto your toes. Um, so I remember finding it hard, but I think, uh, yeah, I just loved it, and I'd do it at home. And <laughs> yeah, That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I've got quite a big cohort at the moment on point, mm. and they they are a very motivated cohort who are, are working really hard at it. Great, and uh, great. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know, and 
a lot of people think yes point works what I want to do and mm. of course as you said it is hard it's, it's like really anything hard. Said, I've always as a youngster I used to tell a story about first time I ever went skating thinking I would have no trouble at all and of course spent <laughs> the entire time grabbing hold of the side because I couldn't stand up to save my life yeah and point work to me is very much that sort of thing that it yeah. looks so easy <laughs> yeah but it's not it takes hard work and you need the strength in your ankles and everything don't you and I remember when I joined CCTA I think I didn't my age I didn't really fit into an age group so I went in a slightly younger age group with your daughter um, and um, I remember I think I was at an age where I was slightly older so I could have gone on point earlier so I had to wait that little bit longer for my whole class to be at the age and the strength um, that we could go on point so I think I was just waiting for it for a long time and was just really really eager to get going on it and what about any other moments anything else you can think of Uh, one of the other things that that I remember really clearly is much later on actually in in my dance um career should we say um it was when we did the cell block tango um that was the first time I really had to come out of my shell I think because my mum and sister had always said to me that you know I was very much a dancer that would dance for myself I wouldn't really put on a show you know I wasn't I wasn't a show off I just danced for myself and I think I was a good little dancer but I I just did it for me and I think I was always you know being told you need to show off a bit more you need to smile you need to put on a show and so with the cell block tangy I really had to push that even further because obviously I was also singing and speaking and had a microphone put on this act of this person that I was that I was being so that was a real achievement for me I think because when we first started doing it I felt like I couldn't do it or I felt you know it was too much for me to do but I really pushed for it and um, I remember the feedback that we got was brilliant everyone absolutely loved it so I felt really proud to be part of that. (laughs) I can remember that you were sort of what we would call um, a dancer who you know as you said dance for yourself Mm -hmm. more inwardly but beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) What about friendship? Yeah. I find that because also of course you know you had your sister there all the time did you did you find that that was a plus or a minus (laughs) I think that was a plus um because she was very much because she she did show off a bit more and she was a bit more kind of um into it in general I think so I think I really looked to her as to kind of support me and so she was she was very much more of a support than anything else and if Mm -hmm. we were doing you know festivals or big shows it was nice that she was there as well I think I found that a real plus and with friendships I think again I was quite an, an inward child so I would I didn't make really close friends until I was a little bit older and we formed a bit of a group at the CCDA and Mm. you know these are girls that you're seeing you know before an exam or or before shows we'd be dancing you know three four sometimes five times a week you know it was quite intense so we'd be seeing each other all the time and so we really um bonded I think in our little group um in the last few years of and yeah the people who I do and um I think that the whole friendship side of things was really important to me as well because you're also at an age particularly later on you're at an age where you're, you've got you know exams going on you're, you're at the age where you're starting to be more social more independent you know it's all part of that kind of growing up and um, you know going away from your parents a little bit and doing more with your friends and, and dance was a big part of that as well. So you said that you danced for yourself mm. was there ever a thought about going professional for you? I think because there were people around me who were taking that route um, you know people within um, our friendship groups who were who were following that route I think it did crossed my mind but I think that I because of my 
personality with dancing because I shied away from the competitive side I shied away from that kind of area of it Mm. I never really took it as a serious option because I didn't feel you know when I went to festivals I did feel a little bit um, you know everyone was so eager and quite loud and quite you know competitive and I kind of wanted to shy away a little bit and so I think being in that environment wasn't um, particularly inviting for me Um, I think I didn't really take to that Um, so I definitely um, I definitely thought about it and it's interesting to know that 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 was a route that I could have gone down but I think personality wise it didn't quite fit. So what did you decide to do instead? So after I stopped I stopped dancing with CCDA um, it was a very sad time you know it was the end of a, a big era. Um, I moved to university to study zoology um, in Cardiff. That was a a big step for me. And I, so I I did an undergrad degree in in zoology for three years um, there. And whilst I was there, when I first arrived, I knew I wanted to do some kind of dancing and it took a little while, but I did start doing a little bit of um, ballet teaching. So there was a society there. um, So I did a really little amount of it, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't um, (laughs) kind of bond with the group or, so I I kind of let that go. We did a show actually, I when I think back but just a a small one Um, and I loved dancing again but it wasn't until the second year where I joined a um, a new group actually so I was one of the founding members of this new group which was hip-hop focused and I absolutely took to that absolutely loved it um, and was involved in the choreography and I think I was the treasurer at one point Um, we practiced early in the morning at 7am before lectures we'd do gigs around Cardiff and then we went off to do the championships in London at one point so I absolutely absolutely took to that and met some amazing people and I think if I hadn't had I've had that I think my university experience would have been very very different and I'm still in touch with some of those people now I actually went to see one of the the guys who was in the group in Kenya uh, the year before last um, to visit so it was a really special thing for me um, being involved in that at university and then so after that I went to I did a master's degree in zoology in Plymouth and then I moved to Australia for a year to work in that um, in a zoo (laughs) over there doing animal behavior and conservation Um, so that was in Sydney um so I worked at Taronga Zoo there for for a year um and then when I moved back I actually completely changed my career so I was at a point where actually I felt I wanted to do something different so that's when I decided to train to be a dietitian and specialize in nutrition and then I went into work for the NHS which I still work for Uh part-time um and then I've more recently started my own private business private clinic in uh, nutrition and dietetics focused on plant-based nutrition so that's it in a kind of nutshell (laughs) amazing yes so you've certainly packed a lot into what you're doing other things to think about so I know that everybody has had a very odd nearly 18 months now so how have you kept yourself together during this this COVID period mentally and more than physically in in terms (laughs) what what have you done to help yourself keep yourself up together with it and is any way at all has has done played a little Um, So you're talking about sort of the last sort of year with Mm. COVID restrictions and everything. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm really glad you asked this question, actually, because it's it's quite a big one for everyone. um, I think I think in the first lockdown, I was doing really well. I had my birthday right at the start of the first lockdown. And I remember actually feeling okay because it was all a bit different. It was all a bit novel, you know, didn't really know what was going on. um, And you thought it would be over in a few weeks. Um, But then obviously uh, that didn't happen. And I remember being in good spirits at the first in the beginning. And I was 
was doing, I actually started doing some TikTok dances, <laughs> which I really enjoyed and really took me back to my dancing days because it's actually been a long time since I've had to try and memorize a dance, <laughs> you know, a, a sequence of dance moves. It's been a long time. So I really enjoyed doing things like that. And then I actually trained. So um, I trained to be a health coach during that time as well. So during the first lockdown, I took on a course um, doing health coaching. So that really added to my dietetic practice yeah, yeah. Um, and helped me to look at people in a more holistic way. So, you know, alongside diet, thinking about other aspects of self-care, like um, sleep and movement and stress and community and all those things that we kind of need in our lives to stay, to stay healthy. And through that, through that course, we actually did some um, buddy coaching. So I would coach someone, someone would coach me for kind of practice. And that was really useful, actually, because it just highlighted little areas of your life that you would like to work on and improve. And, and so that was a really great um, addition to my sort of lockdown um, experience. Um, and then more recently, so in the last, in the lockdown in January, it was quite, I think it was quite a hard time because obviously it was winter, it was dark, we were going into third lockdown. I'd actually just been through quite a, a horrible breakup um, as well. So it was quite, it was quite a difficult time, but I remember in the new year, I decided to do kind of a 30 day yoga challenge and just did yoga every day um, and really took my self care very seriously um, and got over it very quickly, which was brilliant. <laughs> um, so yeah, I felt amazing after doing that. I think when you are doing something physical and you feel stronger in your body, I think you feel stronger in your mind as well. It's it's like a muscle that you're you're um, flexing, isn't it? When you're being mindful, you're doing yoga or you're, or you're doing dance, you know, dance is a very mindful thing because you're thinking about what you're doing at that moment in time you're not thinking about anything else um so I do think it's a mindful activity and um I think yeah I think I need to do that challenge again actually it's, it was a really good one and I felt really strong for doing it so I did a couple of um sort of YouTube dance things I actually joined my sister doing um a dance class as well and dancing is really tiring <laughs> You, I don't think you realize when you're a child yeah. and you're doing it all the time <laughs> but when you're older and you haven't done it for a long time it's yeah it's absolutely it's so good for you in terms of exercise obviously as kids you or as young people you you never really well I never thought of it as kind of an exercise per se I just thought of it as, as something fun that we did and kind of exercise was was uh, an added benefit for it I think it's really tiring so I, I did do a little bit of dancing and, and you know what I'd love to do more I think it's a little mm -hmm. bit difficult though when you're an adult and you've had so much training because if you go to an adult dance class often it's very very basic but then you you can't go to the kind of the classes that you went to before because the people at your age who'd continue dancing would be you know professional by now so it's a tricky kind of area to kind of try mm -hmm. and keep dancing so it's definitely something I look at look out for yes there is a bit of a sort of no man's land there isn't yeah it? I've um, always found that since yeah. since leaving uh, university, yeah. But it's it's quite interesting that some some people who perhaps haven't gone quite as far or been quite as skillful find the adult class is okay. I mean, it, yeah. it becomes a different focus, doesn't it? It becomes more about the community of the adult class as well. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's a really big thing as well. And and you know, me starting doing yoga, it kind of filled that niche a little bit so when I moved to Australia I started doing yoga and um I think that that really you know the fact that I had a dance background really played into that really well because you you've got you know you, you know how to strengthen your core you know how to create lines mm -hmm. you've got that strength and flexibility you know I think you have a muscle memory I do really do think that having done dance for so many years when you're younger I really think when you're an adult you you remember all of those things and your muscles slip back into it quite easily mm -hmm. um so I do find that and I found that that really helped with my with with doing yoga as well um which kind of filled it yeah a bit of a niche for me um with kind of moving my body I think that it 
if you're very active as a child, I don't think I feel quite right if I'm not moving my body still. You still remember all those, you know, the benefits of, of going out and moving so much. And I think it sets you up to being a more active adult mm. um, when you've done so many years of dancing. Do you think there's anything else which dance has done for you in the way it's interacted with your life? Is there anything that you perhaps feel you might not have been able to do if you've not had a bit of dance background? You know, one of the things that occurs to me, you said that you were a very quiet almost shy type of child Mm. Um, so things you do now how have they sort of um, come about yeah I think well there's low I could list a whole load of things that I think I've learned from (laughs) from dancing I think as you're absolutely right I don't know what kind of adult I'd be if I hadn't danced um I think it gave me so much confidence um in just getting out there and and doing it and because it's quite exposing you know getting on the stage and moving your body around it you know it is quite exposing so when you're a child and you get used to that I think it gives you that level of confidence you know Mm. particularly when you get you know well done and good feedback and people really enjoy it it gives you that that confidence and I think as I said with the exams I think that working towards something and doing something even if you don't want to do it or you feel really nervous to do it it gives you that sense of how am I going to feel afterwards I'm going to feel really good I'm you know you got a medal as a child and that was always really Mm. um you know I remember getting on awards evening when I was quite young I got a little cup and I couldn't believe it you know I think I don't know whether it was kind of the highest mark in the in the year group or I'm not sure but I was absolutely thrilled I've still got all my all my cups and medals from that time (laughs) I also think that it it enabled me to have this kind of performance mode. So one example, which is really interesting, was a talk that I gave when I was doing um, my zoology and my my animal behaviour stuff. I I gave a little talk and it was the same talk. And I did it when I was living in Australia. It was a a little talk at Melbourne um, Zoo, I think it was, to about 10 people um, in the room. Um, And I remember for that, I was very nervous. I think I had people in the room who had done the research that my research was based on and things. So it was quite a a nerve-wracking experience Mm. and you know the lights were on I could see everyone's faces um so I found that really quite difficult but then the following year I did the same talk um in Chicago in America and it was a room about of about 250 so it was a much bigger conference and I remember thinking oh I'm so nervous I'm gonna have to do this again in the conference room the lights went down the spotlights came onto the stage I walked up there and I was in performance mode and I was absolutely fine because I'd switched on that kind of performance um yeah performance mode and and I was you know performing and mm-hmm. you know I couldn't see people's faces like you can when you're dancing on the stage and in, in some of the shows that we did and suddenly my confidence switched on and I was able to do it absolutely fine so I think that that level of you know putting on a performance and you, and you are when you're doing anything like that yeah. and yeah. I think having done that and been successful at that that that's you know seeped into some of the things I do now I'm you know talking to people in you know big large theatres and things that I've done since um so that's been a huge a huge part I think and I think you know I really do attribute that to being a dancer as a youngster yeah so something else that's come up a lot with people I've interviewed is about sort of the resilience that dancing gives you yeah and I suppose my question to you is about you've done a lot of academic qualifications you've Mm. had almost three distinct careers now has the you know has the resilience do you think that's come from dance for you or do you think that's just your personality I think dance gives you a lot of ability to keep going with things um, and put the effort in I think that I think my sister touched on this as well and it's when you know dancing once you'd committed to doing a show or you'd committed to doing exams or you'd committed to doing something you did it and it wasn't you know 
and and you had to be really really unwell to not go to dance you know it was just what you did you didn't let people down you didn't just say I don't feel like it today you just did it because you committed to it and I think it gives you that kind of drive of you know this is just what we do and it's for this thing that we're doing in the long term and, and that's just what you what you put in and I think that I can't think of other situations unless you're a kid and doing that kind of level of sport or activity. You get that experience, really. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you've got the academic school side of things. But um, I think, you know, as an extracurricular thing, it was absolutely key to um, looking at a goal and just get making sure that you get there um, and you, that you don't let people down. And I think that that feeds into the things that I wanted to do. If I could set myself a goal, then I would work towards it. Looking at what you're doing now with the nutrition side of things, mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting that as a teacher, I know a little bit about the kind of nutrition a dancer should be having have there been any sort of ideas if you like about nutrition wise in in building muscles or in you know is there anything from your point of view if you had a, a young dancer in front of you you might be yeah. saying like are you doing this or you should be doing that I think that with healthy eating so the, the main focus of my practice and what I do now is is plant-based nutrition so it's all about, um, you know, using plant foods to fuel yourself, because we know there's a lot of science um, around the fact that, um, you know, if you're going for more plant based, a plant based diet, you're getting a lot more in terms of things like fiber that we all need more of. Um, you're absolutely getting enough protein. A lot of people will will ask about that, but you do absolutely get enough protein. Um, and you can if you're an athlete as well. So there are a lot of athletes out there who are actually um, moving towards a more plant based diet because it actually has benefits for um, sort of activity levels and recovery and all those sorts of things as well because we see, do see you know lower you know risk of things like heart disease um, and type 2 diabetes and some cancers as well can be improved with with plant-based nutrition um, so it's not something I force anyone into doing oh. I'm, I'm a dietitian so I'm very much looking at the individual person yeah. um, and looking at what we can support you know with for them um, but it's de definitely something that I promote a lot more of is is definitely eating more plants and we know that more of us should be eating more fruits and vegetables whole grains uh, legumes seeds all those sorts of things that are so good for us um, and yeah particularly if we're active you know those sorts of things are going to be great for us to to look after our bodies um, and our minds as well so we know that nutrition is very very linked to um sort of mindfulness and how we feel um and you know our risk for depression actually goes down the more kind of fruits and vegetables that we eat which is fascinating so oh. there's a lot of science coming out that links the brain and the gut um, and this is because of our microbiome so all the bacteria that live in our gut have a huge influence on our health and our well-being they can influence things like our immunity how full we feel um, so our hunger hormones loads and loads of aspects of of our health and so if we look after them by eating you know lots of different plants and and um, a lot of fiber then we can actually be a lot healthier gen mm -hmm. in general yeah it's but a fascinating area <laughs> yeah it is it is really fascinating mm, certainly coming from sort of a family of carnivores who uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I personally don't eat much meat at all very mm. very little so it's really interesting to hear how this is now beginning to connect up and, and join the dots really absolutely uh, yeah it's a, it's a really amazing area and I think that it will start to seep out it will I think it is already now it's, it's starting to become a little bit more sort of mainstream knowledge but it's still fairly new you know I, I, I mm. a lot of people won't find that their doctor or their you know even an NHS dietitian won't necessarily recommend this yet but I think it's coming because the research is coming out um so it's it's a really yeah exciting area to work in and I'm, I'm really pleased and you 
you know, as alongside the health benefits, I'm also a big advocate of things like planetary health as well. So looking after our environment and also animal welfare, of course, um, looking after, you know, the animals that we share it with as well. So there are some big pluses increasing plants in your diet, not necessarily, you know, going vegan or 100% plant based. It's actually just thinking about, you know, making swaps and think about where you could increase plants in your diet. So from a dancer's point of view, mm. I mean, muscles, of course, are the things which are very, very important. Absolutely. Especially if you're going to go, you know, into a, a fairly high level of dance. Yeah, of course. Um, so with what I'm understanding, you're saying that there is now evidence to show that the muscle nutrition would really benefit from this? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So as I said, there's lots of so I'm not a sports dietitian, so I won't work individually with people trying to improve their athletic performance. But I do know nutritionists out there who do and they're more and more starting to use more plant based nutrition to support that well. So, um, you know, some some big names out there are are, are plant based some big sporting names in kind of tennis and Formula One and um, all sorts of things. I don't actually know of any vegan dancers or plant based dancers. But it it would be yeah, it would be absolutely really interesting to look that up and have a look if anyone is benefiting from from moving their diet in in that direction definitely we've already touched on what you sort of feel you you've got from dance so let's just sort of think about your advice what you know you've got either a friend same sort of age who perhaps has never danced Mm -hmm. or a friend who like you maybe danced as a child but didn't perhaps keep going as long Mm -hmm. or you've got a niece or in the future your child are you going to put them through dance what what do you think the best thing I think absolutely I think that if dance is something even if they don't take to it straight away like me you know even if you take your three-year-old along and they're not that fussed I think sticking at something is 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 really important and I I would say to anyone who's thinking of um dancing a bit more or doing something like that is is just to dive in and, and to go for it I think it's not just the dance the dancing that it's going to bring you it's going to bring you things like confidence like strength mindfulness as we mentioned friendship community um all of these things and you don't have to be a perfect dancer you know if you're going along doing it as a hobby then it brings you all those benefits you know regardless of how well you can dance so you certainly feel it's it's been a positive in your life Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think when you mentioned coming on here, I think that was the only time that I really started realising how important it's been for me. I danced from three to, you know, 22 or or something like that. And and so I I have so many memories and so many you know different phases and different times and different shows that we did and um I think all of it brought me so much that I can that I that I have now and has developed me into the adult that I am today for sure. And that's a beautiful way to end. Thank you so much <laughs> indeed, Rosie. It's really a pleasure talking to you. Oh, you're very welcome. If you have enjoyed today's episode, then please be sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon or Google Podcasts. Your support means such a lot to me so that we can get the stories of dance and how it helps life out there. Please also like and share the Instagram Growing Through Dance Pod. And like and follow the Facebook group Growing Through Dance Podcast, where you can join the conversation to discuss dance. If you have any stories you'd like to share, please contact me via direct message on either social platform. Thank you for listening. Your host, Catherine Lucy.